Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. But I want you to keep in mind this song that we sang. More and more. If you want more of his presence, if you want more of God, it's not him determining how much you get. It's you. The Lord said, go and get some vessels. Go and get some vessels. And when you go get those vessels, see what happens sometimes. We get tired and we're like, I'll I'll satisfy. I'm satisfied with my living room being full of vessels. Some of us are like, I'm not satisfied until my living room's full of vessels, my bedroom, the hallway, my front yard, my backyard, because I know if I have empty vessels, God is going to come fill them. God's waiting on you. We're crying more and more. We're crying more and more. Listen to me, saints. We're crying more and more. And God's like, I'm seeking somebody to worship me in spirit and in truth. You ain't got to ask for more. You can say you want more, but do you really want more? My mouth and what I say should be following my actions. Instead, we want to talk about it. God demonstrated his love for us. Demonstrated. He didn't just say, I love you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He demonstrated his love. Turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 6. I'm just going to read this scripture. Set up scriptures. We're going to get right into today's word. Praise God. God, you are faithful. The only thing I regret is that I didn't start serving him earlier. (laughs) Woo! But God knows how to restore back to them with the canker worm and the moth and the rust that eat. He gives it back to us a hundredfold. Thank you, God. 2 Samuel chapter 6, 12, 19. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. Now the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. 
So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place and in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both women and men, to every one a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, a cake of raisin. So all the people departed and everyone went to his house and got ready for small groups. Amen. I added that last part. Why? Because small groups are a big deal. We're getting ready for fall small groups, guys. Just want to put that plug in there. Get ready. If you have a house that you uh, are one to give up a house and say, look, I want to have fellowship in my house because I want the saints there. Because when the saints are there, two, three are gathered in God's name, his presence is going to be there. I want the presence in my house. If that's you, please, you guys can go online and um, go to uh, the connection card on the app and you can fill it out or not. You can see Pastor uh, Lionel or Pastor Jenny. They'll let you know what's up. Amen. Amen. I'm, at the, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm losing my voice. I was shouting. So you guys bear with me. Amen. A medida que nos sumergimos en dos Samuel, comenzamos a ver por qué la razón es tan importante. As we have been diving into 2 Samuel, we, we have begun to see why worship is so important. Hace tres semanas supimos que debe haber una muerte para que la presencia de Dios aparezca en nuestras vidas. Three weeks ago, we learned that there has to be a death for the presence of God to show up in our lives. No estamos hablando de una muerte física. We aren't talking about a physical death sino de una muerte por nuestra propia voluntad, but a death of our own will in our own way. In Santa Biblia, leemos había un hombre llamado Obed-Edom. In the Bible, there was a man named Obed-Edom, a quien Dios bendijo al permitarle mantener el arco en su casa porque por la muerte de Usa. God blessed him by allowing him to keep the ark in his house because of the death of Uzzah. Now, I want to remind you just briefly about who this dude Obed-Edom was. He wasn't an Israelite. The Bible says, or the Bible tells us that he was a convert. He was a convert to the religion, to the Jewish religion, but he was known as a worshiper. And because he was a worshiper, God made a way for the presence of God to be at his house through the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. See, this is stuff you guys need to start showing up on Tuesday so you can learn about what we're talking about. I'll get a little bit more into it to catch you guys up. But let me remind you, déjame recordarte. Obed-Edom significa adorar de Edom. Obed-Edom means worshiper of Edom. Y porque este hombre era conocido como un adorador. And because this man was known as a worshiper, el rey David ordenó que el arca se quedara a la casa de Obed-Edom. King David gave an order for the ark to stay at his house. So what happened was Uzzah died. 
Uzzah reached out because he saw the ark move. He thought it was going to fall, reached out, touched the ark. Ark, boom, didn't fall, but he did. God got mad and struck him dead just for trying to help. We learn that sometimes we're trying to help people and we don't realize that God is not mocked. For whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Sometimes we're trying to stop somebody's harvest. God said, I'm not going to be mocked. So what God will do when you're trying to stop somebody's harvest, you're trying to stop somebody, he'll cut your arms off to keep you from helping that person. You better have a little uh, discernment. Amen. So David said, okay, this dude died. So David goes, okay, look, take the ark and take it to this dude. I heard this guy, his name's Obed. He's a worshiper. Take it to his house. Wouldn't you think that the presence of God would usually be around a bunch of soldiers, some tall walls locked up, or David would at least try to bring the ark back to the city of David a little bit faster? After all, he was trying to get the ark back from his enemies who stole the presence of God from him. Yeah, there's some people in here that has allowed their enemy to steal the presence of God from you. Ooh, yeah. God didn't leave you. You allowed it to leave. There's a difference. Amen. Amen. La presencia de Dios permaneció en su casa y toda su familia fue bendecida. The presence of God remained at his house and blessed him and his whole family. How many of you guys know when you're a worshiper, God will put favor upon your life. Dios pondrá favor sobre tu vida. Finances in your hand, finanzas en tu mano, y sanado en tu cuerpo, and healing in your body. When you are known as a worshiper, cuando eres conocida como un adorado, a la presencia de Dios estará en tu vida. God's presence will remain in your life, but only if you're a worshiper. God will create he will conceive, he will construct, he will design and produce a situation that seems like the death of something innocent, but it was all a prerequisite for his presence to fall on you and bless your whole household when you're a worshiper. One of the many things I like about David is David was known as a worshiper. The Bible describes David as a man after God's own heart. He was a worshiper. Some people try to worship and, and be a worshiper, but not be after God's own heart. The two are synonymous. They, they go hand in hand. You can't be after God's own heart and not be a worshiper. David was a worshiper. I love that. David didn't care when he prayed. He didn't care what he looked like, who was watching, what people were saying. When David had the opportunity to worship and praise God, he did it. I can just imagine it. I, <laughs> I can imagine, you know, some of us in here, you, you, I, 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 I was, I don't know, I, I forget what grocery store I was in. I was walking, and I heard this lady, praise God. She's just walking for nothing. Something must have hit her. You guys, you guys ever been in church, and you see somebody go, they get the spirit face. It's for no reason. It's like, mm, hallelujah. And I, I, as being young as a Christian, I didn't understand it. But then I realized when I think about the goodness of God and all that he's done for me. See, your soul, something you can't hear your soul. Your soul doesn't shout it, but it, ooh, their soul is shouting like, ooh, hallelujah. 
and I was in this grocery store, and I heard this lady just go, oh, praise God. And I was like, hey, praise God. <laughs> See, the people that don't care about who's hearing, who sees them, that will just give God a praise. Maybe because they have a heart, they're after God's own heart. Hmm. Some of us in here won't even worship around other worshipers. But we also learn that David was allowed to act with the authority of a priest when others were rejected for it. What we learned the last couple of weeks is that David was able to do things that other people were either killed for or thrown out of the camp. They, they were disowned. They were cut off from his people. It, it's weird. So Uzzah touches the ark and dies. But David goes in to the, 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 the holy place and eats the showbread and doesn't die. David had on a linen ephod, as we just read. Nothing happened to him. David made sacrifices. Everything that David did in these points was against Levitical law. He either deserved death or to be cut off from his people. But he didn't. And it didn't have to do with his position as being a king. It, had to do, it didn't have to do with his title. It had to do with what David had on the inside. Scripture tells us that David had a seed on the inside of him. That seed was Jesus Christ. See, the seed of David was Jesus Christ. He came out of the tribe of Judah. And the Bible declares that the seed of David, the root of Jesse, is Jesus Christ, the deliverer of all Israel, the deliverer of all mankind, came from out of David. It was what was on the inside that allowed him to get away with what he got away with. How many people in here know that when you have Jesus on the inside, you have the authority to call those things that are not as though they were. You have the authority to, to, to see signs, miracles, and wonders follow you confirming the word of God. When you have Jesus on the inside, you can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When you have Jesus on the inside. But in order to have Jesus on the inside, you have to become a worshiper. So as we look back at King David, he was excited about bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to the city of David. You guys ever been excited? Let me, let me, give you, let me just give you a quick picture. You remember, you, maybe you don't remember, or maybe your little kids, it's, it's Christmas Eve, and, and the kids have been excited because they've been good all year. And they know they like that night. They're like, they can't sleep all night. And they wake up in the morning, they're like, can't wait to open the gifts. Are you getting ready to go to Disneyland or some amusement park? The kids can't sit still. They're like, just all excited because they're getting ready to do something. They're just, they're ready. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? See, that's how David was because he knew that the presence of God was coming back to the city of David. And he's like, whoo, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. David was excited because the presence was coming back. Oh, saints of God. He was, he was so excited. But see, David ordered, oh, you guys listen very carefully. David ordered the presence of God back to his hometown, back to his place of residence. David made the order for the presence to come back, but there were some prerequisites that had to happen. See, David, when he told him to come back, he, he did one thing. He, he made sure that there were people in the front of 
the presence, the ark of God before they brought it in the city. And, and the Bible says that there were people that were singing and dancing before the presence of God came into the city. I need you to see an order of worship here. See, as we look in the book of Exodus, we, it just ain't in the, just in the New Testament. You look in the Old Testament, there's an order of worship. He says you enter into his courts, his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with and then when you keep going past sacrifices, when you go past the, 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 the uh, um, incense and the showbread and the menorah, then you go up to the veil and you go past the veil, then you can get into the presence of God. But, 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 but wait, wait, but we just want the presence. We ain't gave no thanks. We ain't gave no praise. But David, David understood that. So what did David do? The scripture said that David had the worship team in the front of the ark to help usher in the presence of God. So you came in here this morning and didn't realize that the reason why the presence showed up is because the praise team and the people began to worship God. Your praise precedes his presence. So as they began to worship, see, everybody comes in, oh, it's just the order of service today, on today. We come in first, we come in, we have prayer, and then on today we will worship and sing praises unto the Lord, and then we shall have the word of God. Hallelujah. It is not an order of service. It is God trying to tell you. He says, I inhabit the praises of Israel, my people. I inhabit. So guess what? When you start to praise and worship, then all of a sudden you can bring in the presence. You usher in the presence. David understood that. He had the worship team, just like we had the worship team, in front of the ark. And they were all singing and praising and dancing and singing out praises unto the Lord. And then the Bible declares, and David, verse 14, and David danced before the Lord a two-step. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. Do you realize when you, you guys ever done anything with all your might? How much energy do you have after you're done? Let me tell you what all your might is. See, I lift weights. I know you guys can tell. But, um, (laughs) so I lift weights. When a guy deadlifts, I like deadlift, deadlift, got a bunch of weight on there, you see him grab it. You don't see him just go, eh, can't do it. He gets there. Sometimes they got powder on their hand. They get there. Spirit face. All their might. That's what worship's supposed to look like. That's what David looked like. David was probably red in the face, snot in his nose, sweating everywhere. All his might. Jesus. 
What is the greatest commandment? You guys read your word. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind. Did he say all? All. 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 He broke it down. He said, love with all. Basically, this is what he said. Love the Lord thy God with all your might. (laughs) Let me guys ask you a question, okay? Just ask a couple questions. When's the last time you danced before God with all your might? When's the last time you shouted before God with all your might? When's the last time you've done anything before God with all your might? Kind of a self-check, isn't it? When's the last time you praised God because you couldn't even talk? When's the last time you danced before the Lord you couldn't even do anything? Felt like you just got done with a Zumba workout. Saints of God, the scripture goes on and says this, that David was wearing a linen ephod. Okay, let me, I'm going to break this down so you understand what an ephod is. I see many pictures, but an ephod is kind of like a man dress. Comes about right here. Okay. (laughs) Made out of linen, and it has 12 stones on it. Each stone represents the tribe of Israel. They were only to be worn by priests. David from the tribe of Judah had one on. So he's, he, he, he has that on. And the Bible says that he's dancing. Remember, he's dancing. He's dancing crazy. It said that he's jumping around and he's he doing everything, right? Twirling, dancing. Saints of God, let me just tell you something. With this shirt on, I only raise my hands up so high. Because I don't want to show off my belly button. The four pack, as Judah said. One, two, three, four, fat. That's what he said. <laughs> but can you imagine David in the middle of the city of David with the linen ephod on, dancing with all his might, hands up, doing everything? There's things being exposed here. Right? He's praising God, but there's things being exposed. But here's the thing. The Bible says that all, somebody say all. All of Israel was in the streets with him. This is where I want to pause for a minute. Everybody was praising Everybody was praising. He was dancing. He was praising. But for some reason, they point out David. Right? I want you to picture this. You out there praising, dancing, presence of God, coming. Hey, 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 hey. You ain't busy looking at nobody. Now, now watch this, because none of you guys ever been to a club. Um, Your favorite song comes on? When you guys are at a family reunion and start doing the Cupid Shuffle, you ain't looking at nobody else. You're too busy doing your own thing to be watching somebody else. Are you guys catching this? Everybody was praising and worshiping God. 
So while David was dancing and exposing himself, wasn't nobody paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. 2 Samuel 6, 20 and 23. Let me, read, let me read this for you. When David returned home to bless his own family, Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust, mm, how distinguished the king of Israel looked today. Yeah, suck your teeth when he said shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. Can I break this scripture down for you? When, the, when, the, when David was coming into town, the Bible states that all of Israel was in the street praising God and participating. Somebody say participating. participating. The Greek word for participate is participate. That was deep. To participate means to take, to, to, to be a part of. All of Israel, all of Israel was participating, yeah? They were participating in worship. Everybody was participating but Michal. See, sometimes when we're not participating, it's easy for us to be able to point out other people's problems. See, she was sitting there, and I could, it, it, the funny part about it is when they talk about it, she, it's, it, it, the Scripture says that she was watching from her window. Now, I want to remind you of something about where kings live, because this was his wife. And, and you guys remember King David? She was looking out the window. Could have been the same window that David looked after out when he saw Bathsheba. We don't know. It was high. Kings live in high places, right? So she's looking out the window. Mm. 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 So she sees him dancing, and the only thing that she could see out of him praising God, she don't see the presence coming. She don't see other people. She just sees him acting a fool. And then all of a sudden, she looks at him, and then she sees other women. Funny how jealousy sparks up. Mm. 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 Mm-mm. So she was watching from this high place. She was looking out a window. She was watching from a familiar place. She was watching from a place that was above everybody else. She was in a lofty place. How many of you know when you're in a high place, you have to look down on people to see them? See, the Bible tells us don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but to esteem others better than yourself. So when we're looking down on people, we're in lofty places. Saints of God, there is no worship in lofty places. Michal was sitting in a high place looking down on everybody's worship. But if she would have been worshiping, she would have been like everybody else and wouldn't notice the royal jewels. Y'all catch that on the way home. Isn't it just like some people you know? Not here, though. Not at, not at this church. Nobody like that here. They like to sit around and watch other people worship. <laughs> yeah, so that's the conversation at, at uh, church after church lunch. Did you see Sister So-and-so with the flags? I've had people say to me, man, why you let people do that? Why you let people run around and dance you need to come down from your lofty place. Because if you was busy worshiping, you probably would have never noticed the flags. You, you wouldn't have never noticed. 
me, Ezra, and CJ up front. I like this, saints. Listen to what David said. David retorted. Like, he retorted to Michal. Um, Excuse me? I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all your family. He appointed me as leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Can I stop? See, some of y'all don't ever notice. It didn't happen in second service, but I got, I got two worship buddies. First service, these are my two worship buddies. Now, they're like old enough to be my grandchildren. Okay, they they youngins. And I, we were worshiping first service, and I was sitting there, and something was burning my face. I just felt something burning my face. And I was like, so I turned and looked, and little CJ's looking at me like, like, we going to do this? And I turned and looked at Ezra, and Ezra's standing here sitting, and Ezra just, Ezra looked up at me like, And we do this every, every Sunday. They're my worship partners. And we just dance around and we jump around. And we're, we're doing everything before the Lord. And listen, those young people, the, the greatest thing about young people, they don't care. They can teach us a lot about worshiping God. Lest you come as a child. Woo! See, we want to come all grown to God like we know something. But we sitting there, we dancing, we jumping around, we whirling around, and <laughs> we doing all that, right? Me and the kids, we're having fun. But the thing is, you can stand around and watch us worship, but I don't care because we are worshiping before the Lord. I worship God before an audience of one. Praise God. I know that there's a point, saints of God. Listen, listen, listen. Not everybody can make it on the worship team. But that doesn't mean you can't shout out or sing out to God. I don't want nobody to hear. It don't matter what anybody else thinks. If they want to judge your worship, let them be like Michal. I've I've had people come to me and they'd be like, did you see Sister So-and-so today? I was like, no. Sorry. It was me and God today. Sorry. When God, when I'm in God's I'm not trying to pay attention to anything else. Mm. Then David turns around after he says everything. He says, oh, and yes, yeah, mm-hmm, you better believe this. I'm willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think that I'm distinguished. So Michal, listen, the daughter of Saul remained childless throughout her entire life. There is no worship in lofty places. I don't want you thinking for one moment that David was so mad at her at that point that he no longer wanted to get intimate with her. That's not what the Bible's de- declaring at this point in time. It says that she died barren. You guys... Let me see how I'm just going to put this. You know, there's so many of us here that have so much potential. 
so much potential, but the graveyard's filled with potential. And we will die with that potential. She died with potential. See, the Bible is full of Scripture, as I bring this to a close. The Bible is full of Scripture that demands God's people to praise him. I need you to understand this because all through the Bible, it talks about praising God in different ways and different manners. I didn't give it to the media team, but if you guys, oh, you guys, oh, okay. No, I didn't give it to this. So just follow me. Second Samuel 22 and 50. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. If you're going to sing praises to the na- amongst the nations, it doesn't mean here in the church. It means that you need to be outside the church singing praises under God. Psalms 2 and 11, worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Psalm 7, 17 says, I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praises to his name of the Lord most high. Psalms 9 and 11, sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare among the peoples his deed. Psalms 34, 1 through 3, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. Psalms 35 and 18, I will give you thanks in the great congregation. I will praise you among the mighty throne. Psalms 40 and and 3, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Can I just stop for a second? You know, sometimes God doesn't want to hear the song that's playing on the radio or on K-Love. Sometimes he wants you to sing a new song. It ain't got to rhyme. You ain't got to be a songwriter. It just got to be from your heart. You just sit down and say, God, I love you today. If you can't sing, some of you guys in there, young people, you rap. You make a rap to the Lord. As long as it comes from your heart. Praise him with the tremble and the dancing. Praise him with the stringed instrument and the pipe. Psalms 149 and 3, let them praise his name with dancing. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and the lyre. Jeremiah 31 and 4, again, I will build you and you will rebuild. O virgin of Israel, again, you will take up your tambourines and go forth with dances, dances of the merrymaking. It isn't about just raising our arms. It isn't about just giving them the fruit of our lips. It's also giving them this body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. God, God, God wants you. But see, so many of us want his presence, but we're not willing to do what we need to do to get his presence. Saints of God, coming down from your lofty place and worshiping God isn't for God. God isn't one of those gods that, you know, I need your praise to survive. We watch too much TV. God don't need your praise. He doesn't need your adoration. You need to praise him. Because God realized in this, this sinful world for you over, in, to overcome the world that he needs to be Emmanuel. 
God with us, God in us. And how does the presence of God fall on us? When we worship and praise Him. Say to God, you ain't got to try to find God. If you're a worshiper, He'll find you. It's what the scripture says in John chapter 4. He said, He is seeking such a one to worship Him. True worshipers will worship Him in spirit and in truth. God is calling His people back to the altars. You guys, Michal died barren because she never got intimate with God. She never got intimate with God. Listen very carefully. Pregnancy happens after intimacy. Birds and bees. But intimacy with God happens through worship. If you don't become a worshiper, you can't get God to come and be in your presence. With no presence, no pregnancy, with purpose. And if your purpose just stays potential, you're going to die barren. You know, I don't care how much potential you got. Potential doesn't mean anything. You guys know a lot of people with potential? You see people in prison with potential. They in prison. Didn't mean anything. It's not until your potential becomes your purpose and you start walking in your purpose. So much potential. The graveyard is full of potential. But God calls the saints, listen, to live a life poured out, a living sacrifice. You guys with me on this? There has to be a death in order for his presence to show up. As we're learning on Tuesday, is that there's, there's sacrifice. As you, as you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, there's an altar. And at the altar, there was a sacrifice. I need you to listen very carefully. At the sacrifice, it's required that all the blood of the sacrifice has to be poured out. So you would kill the animal and leave all the blood. This is what they call kosher food. You know, when you eat kosher food, it means that it was prepared a specific way. There's to be no blood left in a sacrifice. There's supposed to be no blood in a sacrifice. That's why Paul said that I am a drink offering poured out. I'm poured out. Because now that I'm poured out, now that there's no more potential in me, because I've lived the purpose and walked in the steps that God has ordered for me, then now I'm ready to be offered up. I've ran my race. He didn't say, I, I ran part of the race and I almost made it. He said, I ran my race. I finished my course. And I am now ready to be offered up. See, we have to be poured out. That's why Jesus, when he was on the cross, there was no blood left in him. When they stabbed him in his side, only water came out because he drained all of his life because blood is the life force of the body. It is a prophetic picture of what we have to do before God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength. God requires all and when we give God all, we will get all of him. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell him, come down from that lofty place and worship God with me. 
Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Tell me, give God a praise. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.